the Ratchet Mom Club really just came out of accepting who I am. You know, I think as moms, we feel like we have to be perfect in all the things and check all the boxes. But one day I just realized, you know what? I'm doing my best and that's enough. And it's okay to be the hot mess express. Um, <laughs> I was called to be my girl's mom. I wasn't called to be Sarah's mom. Um, and I'm just accepting who I am in my own skin. And so I said, you know, this I'm part of the president of the Ratchet Mom Club. And anybody's welcome to come with me. You have to be three things. You have to, one, like ratchet music. Two, be who you are unapologetically. And three, uplift and inspire all those around you. Hey everybody, I'm Maria Sansone and this is Mom to Mom, the podcast. So full transparency, normally I record these podcast intros in a beautiful sound booth at the Boston Media Center. But today I am hiding in my closet, which is full of laundry and dirty clothes because my son is homesick. So if it doesn't sound perfect, that's why. But listen, the show is called Mom to Mom, so you fully get it and you embrace the pivots, right? And listen, we have such a great show for you today. This week, I spoke to Kirsten Ferguson. If you are a Peloton fan, you already know her. She is a superstar in the Peloton world. If you don't know who she is, prepare to be inspired today. Listen, if you're you're like me and you're kind of getting back into working out, I just started running again. So this conversation was perfect for me today because I consider myself a reluctant runner and she is a tread instructor. So that's exactly what she does. But fitness was not always her journey. She didn't get into it until she faced some changes and challenges in her her life. She was working with the NFL. She was a successful career woman. And then she wanted to focus on family. So we're going to talk about her journey as a fitness instructor. We're going to talk about the challenges that she faced when she was trying to start her family. And that's something that I know I can relate to. And I'm sure many of you can too. So just prepare to be inspired, prepare to get hyped. She is the ultimate hype girl. She is the founder of the Ratchet Moms Club. I didn't even know what that meant. But now that I do, I fully want to be a member. Um, So enjoy my conversation with Kirsten Ferguson. Welcome to Mom to Mom. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here for sure. Well, I'm sure a lot of people recognize you from a little thing called Peloton, just celebrating your one year anniversary. So first of all, congratulations on that. That is so exciting. How has this past year been for you? It must have been a wild ride. A wild ride, to say the least. You know, I taught last night uh, Hills Run, and I feel like that's what this year felt like. It felt like a lot of highs and lows and in-betweens. Um, you know, as a, a single mom still, but chasing after her dreams, you know, it comes with a lot. And so that's what this year felt like, but it also just a complete dream come true, honestly. So many parallels there. Yes, I think a lot of us can relate to that for sure. So you are also the founder and leader of a thing called Ratchet Mom Club. You know, honestly, it came out in class one day, randomly, out of nowhere. It just, that's what happens a lot of times. Things just come out of my mouth. Yep. And I'm like, ooh, I hope that goes over well. Um, but it, the Ratchet Mom Club really just came out of accepting who I am. You know, I think as moms, we feel like we have to be perfect in all the things and check all the boxes. But one day I just realized, you know what? I'm doing my best and that's enough. 
And it's okay to be the hot mess express. Um, <laughs> I was called to be my girl's mom. I wasn't called to be Sarah's mom. Um, and I'm just accepting who I am in my own skin. And so I said, you know, this, I'm part of the president of the Ratchet Mom Club and anybody's welcome to come with me. You have to be three things. You have to, one, like ratchet music, two, be who you are unapologetically, and three, uplift and inspire all those around you. And you could be a mom, you could be a dog mom, a cat mom, anything, <laughs> all people, everybody's welcome up in here. Aunties, everybody. Wait, so am I missing something here? I had to look up what ratchet meant. Uh-huh. I'm... Am I just out of touch? Like, what is this concept? Is this a thing that people are saying? And I need to be one and be part of this. You know, honestly, I think it's taken on so many different levels. Um, you know, one, it was is really like hip hop, explicit music. But then also it's just accepting who you are and knowing that you could be a hot mess expressed in a masterpiece at the same time and um, accepting that. So that's, okay. that's been my explanation. Of I it. can certainly relate to the Hot Mess Express. In fact, this show was developed on the notion of a Hot Mess Express mom and just wanting to chat with other moms who felt the same way. We're oh, all in this together. I love that because I think you know, we all realize and recognize that children don't come out the womb with a rule book, right? We're no. all really just trying to figure it out. And once you are able to express that and realize you're not the only person in that, it's a really beautiful place to be. Yeah. So I'm sure that there are people who, you know, when I see someone like you, who's just like crushing it in the fitness space and people who are taking your classes, we kind of assume that you've just always been an athlete, that you've always been into fitness. Is that the case for you? What, what's been your fitness journey? You know, my fitness journey was very interesting. Um, I was a athlete in high school. I played basketball, but then I moved oh, out to too. New York City. Yeah, high five. Um, but I moved out to, to New York City to work in fashion. So I traded in my Nikes for my heels, basically. Um, and I studied fashion for four years. Hated it. Decided to work for the NFL in marketing. So I worked in marketing for seven years. And then I felt like it was time to have some babies. Um, so my fitness in that time, I wasn't really as active, but I started a very interesting and long fertility journey. I thought you just wake up one day, decide to have children. And that wasn't the case for me. Yeah. And so through that journey, through that dark time, you know, I lost two babies. I had a couple of procedures done. And through that is where I found fitness. I started cycling in a dark room. I was able to turn off the world, turn off the expectations of who I felt like I needed to be. I didn't have to look at any baby shower invites or any of that. And I was able to just ride. And that for me was healing. And I fell in love with it at that point. And so from that point on, you know, I do have two beautiful, healthy babies. But then after that, I felt like there was still a calling on my life that I didn't know what, what it was until somebody said to me, you know, you should be an instructor. And I was like, no, I'm a stay at home mom. There's no way. I don't even like to talk in front of people. There's no way. But the, later that night I went in and went home and I looked it up and there was actually an audition and I went to the audition and it wasn't until I looked at myself in the mirror with the microphone on my face and said, that is what you're called to do. <gasps> Oh, chills. Ever since then, I haven't. I mean, yes, there's imposter syndrome. There's all the things, but I really haven't looked back since. That's amazing. How 
What were your feelings going into that audition? Because this is something so out of your comfort zone. So out of my comfort zone. Even I was even in my head the whole time. What are you doing, girl? You know, you are a stay-at-home mom. How is this even going to fit into your life? How are you going to do this? I didn't have all the answers. I didn't, but I felt something on my heart that this was what I was called to do. And I said, you know what? I'll figure it out. If anything, I'm just so proud of myself for showing up for this audition. And, you know, when it became a reality for me, I just, things start to fall in line. I believe truly when you're walking on purpose with purpose for a purpose, things start to fall in line for you. And I trusted that process. I didn't know all the answers. I was scared. I didn't think I was qualified, but I did it. And you just start to get yeses. And here I am. And I still have to pinch myself. One year at Peloton, it's kind of crazy. Even my journey to Peloton is is very similar way. It all came about. (laughs) And what a phenomenon cycling and Peloton has really been. I mean, I'm hard pressed to find another sort of workout craze that took the world by storm in that particular way at that particular time. Mm -hmm. I see so many people who are absolutely hooked, like addicted to it. So what is it about this that gets people so hooked? And how do the rest of us get hooked on a healthy workout? (laughs) Help. You know, I think for me, I can speak for myself because I was a Peloton member 2015. I became a, I was given a Peloton bike as a push present. And for me, I was able to connect with the instructors. I think that's one of the beautiful things about Peloton is we're all so unique. We're all so different, but there is a connection point with one of us. Right. And I think going in That's what I had to tell myself was I have a lane and there's a space here for me. And once I started to just be my authentic self and share my stories, you start to really relate with the instructor. It's like, you're going to hang out with your girlfriend. We're going to go out for a run. And that's how, that's the environment I like to create in my classes is like, let's just go for a run or let's just go for a walk. For me, I was a cycling instructor and now to be teaching on the tread, that was a big transition for me. And so I'm able to speak to that from an authentic perspective from somebody who's terrified of running or hasn't run ever. Like you can do it too and come along with me on the journey. You know, I love that because I'm uh, what I call a reluctant runner. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've run a half marathon. I can do it. I was an athlete just like you played basketball. I could run, run, run. But then when it came time to running a mile, even as a teenager, I couldn't do it. There would be like a mental block. So when I became an adult and I did the half marathon, that was something I had to prove to myself. But wouldn't you know, after that half marathon, this was like 10 years ago, I didn't want to run another mile. I was like, I'm done. And Mm -hmm. I just got back into it. So I'm so glad you're here. What advice do you have for someone who is kind of a reluctant runner who I want to be one of those people who's like, oh, I just had a run. I enjoyed every second. I don't get it. I want to be that. No, I didn't get it either, girl. I didn't. I was like, um, I have all these friends. I love to work out. And they're like, let's go for a run. I'm like, let's not. Like, let's go do something Anything. more fun than that. You know, also, on, to be honest, I also have asthma. And so asthma was a big barrier for me. I'd go out for a run. And for some reason, it would be a mental block or something where I feel like, you know what? I can't do this. 
But what I've learned is you go out too fast, too hot, right out the gate, and you're going to quit, right? There's, it's all about progress and progression to it. No one's saying you have to go out and, and run, you know, whatever time limit you're giving on, you're putting on yourself, you know, go out and run your race, go out for a walk plus run, you know, walk a little, run a little, that is all good. I did not know this my entire life. I've been on this planet for four decades. Okay. I didn't realize that you can't come out of the gate like Seabiscuit. I do everything like 110. So I would come out so fast and then I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't breathe. But but now you have a cramp, you can't breathe. You didn't warm up. There's all these things that, you know, it just skip, you know, I just thought I, you know, I'd just go out there and be Alice and Felix. No, (laughs) ma'am. I had to take some humble pie in that. (laughs) So we've been talking about Peloton and being an instructor and, you know, running now for you. How important overall do you think is exercise in the parenting puzzle? For me, it's necessary. And it, I learned that probably a month after having my first daughter, I needed to take that one hour a day for me. And that's not selfish. That's self-care, ladies. It is necessary and it is okay. And it's also okay for it to, maybe one day it's 20 minutes, one day it's an hour, but making sure you take that time for you. How are you supposed to take care of everyone else when you're operating from an empty cup? It's just not possible. And so for me, I learned that early on. And it doesn't matter how you do it either. You know, you you could go out for a walk with your little ones or, you know, you could take an hour uh, workout strength training, whatever that looks like for you, but do what feels good to you and do it for you. And it's okay to get a little selfish in that. And it's, it's not just about enjoying yourself during that time. There's something that chemically happens. 100%. Right. There's something that chemically happens to the brain that is going to set us up for success because I don't know about you, but for me, I experienced a lot of postpartum emotions, anxiety, maybe depression. I was not at the time having a a good workout plan just because I didn't, I couldn't find the time. I really couldn't find the support to so that I could do that. And I think it really would have helped. Mm-hmm. I, get what yeah, I think that's the beautiful thing about Peloton too, is one, you're doing it on your own, but you're not alone, right? No matter whether you get on the app and you take a class on demand, you're on there with an instructor. So we got you, but also there's a community that you're almost always guaranteed to be running with someone. Yeah. And that's what was so them. nice during the pandemic too, right? We were so isolated. So it was so nice to have a community. Yeah, is- absolutely. Like you're not in it alone. And I think there's importance in community too and finding an accountability partner to do it right alongside you. There's nothing like that little push, like, all right, you ready? And you may not be ready, but because you agreed to do it with someone, you're like, okay, let's go. What about advice for keeping it going? Well, I think it's it's twofold. One, I, again, I do feel like it's finding your, your pack, your community that can keep you accountable. Accountability partners are incredible. I have a bunch of them. But then also it's it's creating a habit, you know, just like anything. You know, if you have to, you have no choice, but you have to take your kids to school. What if you make moving a priority as well? And maybe not look at it so much as, oh, I got to go work out. No, you know what? Ugh. 
this is a this is a chance for me to take some time for me. And it and like I said, it could be anything. You know, it could be a hike. It could be you know just moving your body. Any of that is a beautiful form of feeling good about yourself and moving and taking that time for you. And there is some magic number about creating a habit somewhere around like the six week point or something. Yeah, it just becomes I, like a part of your daily yeah. life. So you just got to keep And then once you start at it, I know for me, if I don't, if I go a day or two, I start to just feel like, ugh, like it's time for me to move. It's time for me to move. And yeah. so it just starts to become a way of life at that point. And if there's one thing we know, and I learned this just from watching my grandparents who lived to be almost a hundred years old, wow. bodies in motion, stay hey, in motion. motion. Yes, girl. This is that true. Is this sure. is science and we know it. So just every day, like you said, if you take a couple of days off, three days off becomes four days, becomes a week. And it's very hard to kind of get that motivation to get mm -hmm. going again. I know this from experience. I've been on the stop and start plan for a long, long time. And I know there's a lot of people like me right now where it's almost like the new year because the kids are back at school. So it's a fresh year for moms yeah. too. Yeah. Um, where it's I'm like, I want a fresh start. Yeah, I want to like, I want to get going. We kind of brushed upon this earlier, but I want to talk a little bit more about your road to parenting. Um, Cause you said it was really difficult. And I know that you had to really push through when it came to building your family. And I know a lot of people can relate to that as well. You know, I had this idea like, okay, been, you know, married three years, it's time to go. And uh, it didn't necessarily work out that way for me. Uh, it worked out that way for a lot of people surrounding me. But for me, that just wasn't my story. That wasn't my path. And so, you know, we, we got pregnant within like six months we were trying. And so we were all excited and we went to our first ultrasound. It was like right around mother's day. So we're like, we had the plan. We were going to show our parents the ultrasound photos and how we were going to show everybody. And we went in there and there was no heartbeat. There was no baby. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was actually suffering a miscarriage at that moment. And so I went home and I passed the baby at home, which was awful. <laughs> and I had to have a couple of procedures done after that miscarriage. So I also had to wait a while before we could try again, which anybody knows when you're trying to have a baby, waiting a month feels like an eternity, mm. especially when you want to be happy for everybody else around you that's mm children and there's baby showers and baby announcements. And you're just like, so that time was really hard for me and difficult for me. And like I said, that's really when I fell in love with fitness and I was able to find my happy place and my place for healing in a dark studio, just riding on a bike. And then after that, uh, we got pregnant again and very excited. We went for the ultrasound. There was a beautiful heartbeat, which is the most beautiful sound mm. anybody can ever hear. That quick little boom, 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 boom. It's just, it was just so emotional after everything we had been through. And then we were going to go travel. Uh, we were going to take a trip to Israel. So my doctor was like, just come in for one more ultrasound before you go. Just making sure everything is moving smoothly. Went in for ultrasound and the baby was lying at the bottom of the sack with no heartbeat. So to say that was probably the darkest time of my life, it was really hard. It was really hard pill uh, to swallow at that point, just because I felt like everything was moving right. Like even after we got pregnant the second time, I was like, this is my testimony. This was the test. And I can't wait to share, you know, how you come out on the other side. And it was like, no. So it was really hard. It was really hard. It was really hard. And 
I know at that moment, I didn't know whether I was going to be able to be a mother. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until a moment I was actually in church and a woman that came up to me, didn't know my story, didn't know what I was walking through. She came up to me and she tapped me on my shoulder and she told me, you are not forgotten. <gasps> and in that moment, you know, whether you're religious or not, in that moment to me, it was just reaffirming I'm okay. This is going to, however it happens, whether it's, it comes naturally, whether I have to go through IVF or whether I adopt, you know, whether surrogacy is an option, I'm going to be a mother in some way, somehow I feel it in my heart. And so from that point on, I trusted it. And then a few months later, I got pregnant and <laughs> Eden Grace Ferguson is here to this day. Um, my beautiful little rainbow baby, uh, sweetest thing ever. And then six months after Eden was born, I found I was pregnant with Emery Faith Ferguson, Woo! who came in uh, in a storm and baby, she is my, she is my little challenge. Um, but <laughs> she is basically me as a child. Um, and so the loves of my life, but it was a difficult journey, but I wouldn't trade a thing. I learned so much about myself in that moment. And I know I wouldn't be the woman I am today if I didn't walk through that. Mm, thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, yeah. as someone who's been there to bring it back to running, I can attest to there is no marathon like that yep. challenge, like that mm -hmm. journey trying to, to get to the other side of that. Yeah. And I think that's why some of us women are so strong. It's like, Absolutely. The blinders on blinders what on what we're doing and yes. like, you know, oh, so much faith involved and so much just perseverance and a lot of emotion. All of it, all <laughs> of it, all of it. But you're so it's so right. Put blinders on because this is your story. This is your path. It's hard. It's hard because you can't help but compare yourself to others around you. But your story will be your story. So we have been on an emotional roller coaster today <laughs> talking about exercise. Sounds like my classes, basically. <laughs> yes, exactly. Bringing us back right to the beginning. We are up and down and on hills yep. and everything. Of course, that's what a Peloton instructor would do to us. Um, and now I'm going to take you for a little ride. We are going to do a little rapid fire. So I'll just ask some quick questions and you hit me with whatever you got. Okay. Okay. Song currently on repeat right now. Ooh, uh, booty by Lotto. Okay. Last TV show that you binged. Um, Bridgerton. Last thing that you Googled. I don't know if I could say that on TV. Um, <laughs> I was talking to Jess Sims. So just use your imagination. Oh, I mean, it's a podcast. So you can, I think you could tell us. Oh gosh. Uh, uh, oh, um, I don't know if I can tell y'all. Fair enough. Weirdest thing that you would have in your purse? Currently, um, dog treats. I just adopted a five month old puppy named oh. King. Wow. Pile it on. Why not? Just Why add not? another living thing to my house. Why, Why not? not? Um, <laughs> cocktail or mocktail? Cocktail, preferably cocktail. spicy with tequila in it. I was going to say go to cocktail. Spicy margarita. Wine or beer? Wine. Netflix and chill or go out on the town? So good. I guess it depends on how much my kids have drove me crazy throughout the week. <laughs> and <laughs> you kind of, you yeah, you kind of maybe already said this, but okay, no, you said Just Sims, you were texting, right? Yes. Last person you called on the phone. 
had a conversation? My mom. Love that. Everybody. Said, Good luck. Good luck, you are so lucky. Call your mom today. Call your mom. Call right? your mom. I love my mom. My mom is my best friend. She's like, "Good luck, sweetie." That's amazing. So, what is next for you? What are we going to expect from you coming up? Buckle up, Buttercups. That's all I have to say. I'm so excited for the future. You know, this first year has been a year of exploration. Now it's time to take off. So, I think there's just been so much growth. Uh, together as a community. So there'll be, there'll be more, there'll be more. I'm excited about intention setting Sunday. If you have not taken that it's, it's a Sunday, my Sunday class where I give a series of affirmations to help us for the week, for the month, for the year. I'm really excited where that class is going to take us. And, you know, I'm on this journey called motherhood with y'all and, you, you know, we're entering second grade and first grade. So excited what my little girls are going to be doing this year as well. It's an exciting time. So please let everyone know where they can find you because I'm sure they're going to want to follow along on this wild ride. (laughs) Yes. You can find me on Instagram. I am Kirsten Ferguson. Uh, That's where I share a lot of my, my life, my stories and all the things in between. All right, that's a wrap for this episode of Mom to Mom. Are you hyped? I am so inspired. She is so amazing. So follow Kirsten on all the platforms and we'll see you here next week on Mom to Mom. But by the way, if you're in the New England area, you can watch Mom to Mom, the TV show. It's on NBC 10 Boston on Mondays at 1130 a.m. And you can catch all of our podcasts wherever you find your podcast or you can just Google Mom to Mom with Maria Sansone and you will see so many inspiring conversations from so many experts and and different people and moms and dads and all kinds of things. Um, Anyway, thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time or I'll hear you or you'll hear me on Mom to Mom. Mom.